I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. We come to you on 4th of July weekend where we remind you that even King George didn't try to capture the ovaries. <laughs> he was a bastard, but he wasn't that much of a bastard. Even he didn't try to declare independence from ovary seizure. Um, hey, uh, hey Queen, if, Queen, if you're listening or watching, call yeah. me. Call me. <laughs> you mean the band? You know, Brian May? Oh, you want to, yeah, Brian May. They, he can too, for that matter. Oh, I saw your video with the the baseline from uh, from Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Good Times by Chic, right? Well, that's what they say, but that's that's what they, it's true. I mean, right? it is. I'm not saying he stole it because I don't. They know even that, get but. they even get a songwriting credit for that. I think they get they get money for that. Like Nile okay, Rogers cool. gets money for that. There's a that. Have you heard the Jingle Jingle song? I know you've heard the Jingle Jingle song because yeah. it's the one that Shakira does the dance to, and you love Shakira. Yeah. So he just on that song, Louis Theroux is the guy who does it with Duke yeah, and Jones. I know the dude's name. Louis Theroux is, is the guy who does it and it went viral. And then he did the song with Duke and Jones. He just mm-hmm. says the the words red, red wine. Neil Diamond gets a piece of the cut of that because he wrote red, red wine. He wrote that song. Wow. Yeah. He gets just need- just because Louis Theroux says that and they kind of do something with his voice to kind of make it sound like he's singing. Yeah, yeah. He's listed as one of the co. He's listed as one of the co-writers of the Jingle Jingle song. We need to write a song. True story. Um, One week ago today, we were at the AML show uh, at the Benton Convention Center in Winston Salem, and I I can't say enough about that promotion. What a good time we had! It, you know, as much as we talk about the old uh, Carolina Wrestling Federation CWF days that, that we talk about a lot on here, as much as we we miss those and, 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 and relish on those, you know, times that we went there and had such a great time, man, this to replace it, I guess you could say with AML, what we're, I can't, you know, I can't be, can't be too disappointed about that. You know, huge. It was a big main event where they did a bunkhouse uh, kind of situation there. Who was it? Uh, Preston Quinn and Skyler and C.W. Anderson and George South. No, they were South was on the other team, right? Which team South was South? Was, no, he was with the good guys, right? South was on the good guys, yeah. Yeah, he was on the Colby good guys. Carino so, was, uh, with, uh, the, the other Colby guys. Carino was with the bad guys, and then you had the Dawson brothers. And, and the had Dawsons. And Skyler. And Skyler, yeah. And, and it, Preston that, was on uh, with George and his and that was, son. I said it over and over again. I said that that was just that that match itself was worth the price of admission right there. Boom. If there was, was nothing man. else on the show, that would have been like, I would be like, okay, I paid my money for that. I'm happy with it. It was, it was awesome. They were brawling and bleeding and doing all of those things. And it was so good. It was so, so freaking good. And I don't know, man, I meant to ask you about this afterwards, but I kind of forgot. I think Colby Carino got legit hurt on that jump from the, the not scaffold, but uh, the, the light. 
pole thing that, that the lights were on on the stage when he climbed up there and, and right. right behind us. And he sat there forever and he was holding his butt. I don't know if you noticed, but I, but he, but somebody said, man, are you legit hurt? And he kind of shook his head like, mm-hmm. and he goes, he, and he, I couldn't hear what all he said, but it's something to the effect of he came down right on somebody's his butt bone, hit somebody's head on the way down. Oh, and oh, you can see so, that his yeah. coccyx, his coccyx, his coccyx. There you go. That's, that's what hit somebody's head there. Yeah. Colby, so, Colby's anyway. got a great story, not only being the son of, you know, legendary indie wrestler, Steve Carino, but also I think he's beaten uh, drug addiction. He's got a kid. I mean, he's been, I, I've, I've known, I've been seeing him ever since he was just a, a kid, just a teenager. And he's well beyond that now. And just a, an amazing performer. He, every time we've seen him, he goes all out and he's really, really great. Um, but I can't, you know, Tracy Myers and AML wrestling, golly, they just do things right. Every, I don't think we've been to a bad show that they've done. No, no. Obviously WrestleCade, we love, they're going to be in Goldsboro this summer with uh, Adam Shear, the former Braun Strowman. Uh, they've got, they got a show coming up July 30th at their training center, which looks like it's going to be a lot of fun as well. Um, it's going to be signed on a uh, beer city bruiser. Did you see that as a, <laughs> as a trainer now? Beer City Bruiser made an appearance and did some heel work. You, you and he didn't get along too well, that <laughs> I recall. He did some heel work as he insulted not only the city of Winston-Salem, but the entire state of North Carolina. Uh, it was very, very unfortunate, I thought. Um, so, yeah, it was a good time was had by all. And if you're ever in the area or you get to see some of their clips even online, my God, AML Wrestling. And, and, and it's good to see that people are supporting it, too. You know? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and I don't know if we've been to one that it wasn't pretty much packed. Oh yeah, you know, he does a great SRO. job. SRO, they do they do a really really good job every single time. Um, so yeah, a super fun time was had by all. Um, are you familiar with this Rocky Johnson article? I haven't seen it. No, they did a interview with Greg Oliver who writes the article on si.com. Uh, Greg Oliver is a really, really good writer. He's done a lot of stuff. And I've the article, I might make some of his stuff. It's Slam, uh, Slam Wrestling is okay. his deal. Yeah. Uh, the headline on SI.com, the Sports Illustrated site, DNA says these five strangers were all fathered by the same wrestler, and The Rock is their half brother. These are the, uh, Illegitimate? Is that what we're calling these kids? These are the undeclared children of Rocky Johnson, some of whom made contact with him in his life, some of whom did not. So, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay, They are uh, spread near and far. And then one of the uh, daughters of Rocky Johnson thinks that there may be even a couple more. Why wouldn't there be? She thinks that there's twins in the Atlanta area. I don't, I don't know what what to say about that. Um, and they've they've got some profiles of each of them. It's a very interesting, it's a very interesting deal there. You know, they had uh, Scott Till wrote a an autobiography with Rocky, and then eventually Rocky protested so much after it was published, they pretty much pulled it from the marketplace. Scott had a few of them that he was selling on his website, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly. Rocky was no, pissed. Scott Teal wasn't down there with him in Charlotte when we saw Rocky that time, was he? I he, I don't know if he was or not. I don't think he was. I don't know I'm why not, I think that. But uh, he, he probably wasn't. I, don't, I just somehow. 
It's been Associate. 12 years ago. I've, I've slept since then. Yeah. So many things are fresh in my mind from 12 years ago. And so, so, many things have, 12 years. so many things have disappeared from 12 years ago, but yeah, I, uh, they rocky was a very strange odd fellow um and they talk about on the show young rock like rocky's brother who teamed with him early in his career uh in polynesian pro wrestling that he's not even on that show i think if you're looking for like factual historical information out of the young rock show you're going to the wrong place it's not really that's not what it's there for no because no. again, that Hawaii territory, oh my god, it was just freaking loaded. Holy shit, the people that were Andre the Giant and Randy Savage, oh my god, the people that worked in Hawaii and these massive shows they would have, it was just unbelievable. Mean Gene Oakland first I've was, heard of this. Mean Gene Oakland was their announcer in Hawaii. It was just, it's just some it's just the most insane, craziest, most talented promotion. It makes Jim Crockett in 86 look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're looking for like standard, who else? Like the Iron Sheik was in that promotion, according to the, according to, it's like everybody that you ever imagined that was any good was you know, in that promotion. You know, you know what would be ironic if everybody was in that promotion except Ricky Steamboat? That's true. That would be pretty funny. But, but, um, but yeah, how about that? So yeah, if you're looking for historical information from uh, the Young Rock TV show, you're barking up the wrong tree on that one. Yeah, I hope people aren't, but. You never know. <laughs> man, it's crazy, man. Rock, man, Iron Sheik used to wrestle on Red Giant all the time in Honolulu. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> At the Honolulu Dome. Turns out Andre really the wasn't Maui in like, Andre really wasn't in a promotion per se until he was like with the WWF and he really, you know, other he just kind of floated around. He was a feature attraction. He'd come in for a little while and go away and didn't really it can really work because like he's who's going to beat him? He'll just be the champion and nobody's ever going to beat him. You can't really have that in a promotion, right? Yeah, you can't really do that. Uh, did you enjoy blood and guts from all elite wrestling? I did. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I did enjoy that. There how, about, to be, how about you? I thought it was good. The finish was a little weird with uh, trying to tease. Weird. They, they teased the uh, tension between Claudia Castagnoli and, and Eddie Kingston. What happened is then they were on top of the cage and Claudio got uh, his guy to submit. And then uh, Eddie was pissed because he was about to get Jericho to pass out. And they, they called the match and rang the bell for Eddie's team. And he was pissed because he didn't get credit for it or something. And they, they were kind of teasing that was yeah. a little weird. It was a little odd. That was, yeah, that was a little, yeah, that was, that was a little petty uh -huh. kind of bullshit, but you know, I, I, I'll take it for what it's worth, but. It didn't ruin it for me or anything. I tell you what, though, man. I, I don't think we've talked about it before. Anytime anybody in any company gets on top of a cage and 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 wrestles, God, I just I cringe so hard. I cringe so hard because I I, I just can't help but think if one of those chain link things just gives away and. I don't know, man. It just maybe maybe Owen Hart still rings in my head after all these years, but I just I just I have a hard time watching it. I'll just say that. But you, and you saw Sammy Guevara doing the McFoley spot. Yes, I know it's Sammy. I know if anybody in that goddamn promotion can do that, something like that, it would be him. But still, man, that just oh, just maybe I'm just getting old. Is that what it is? And I maybe just can't that's what handle it is. some of this shit anymore. Okay. Otherwise, I thought it was 
Oh, there there was like a lot of shit on that show, like leading up to that main event that wasn't all that good. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. First of all, Danhausen's buddies are FTR. Really? Dude, I like really? Danhausen. I know you I, don't like him. I, I think can't he's deal. hilarious. I can't deal with. I don't know what's the. I don't. What's the magic? Explain what I'm missing. It's just I don't know. Explain the Joey Ryan penis thing. I, I you know, I don't oh. know. I, I, but at least this isn't offensive for one thing. You know, well, compared to Joey Ryan, and it's that's all crazy. Do- but I tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know if okay. you've read any of Dan House's stuff on uh, Twitter. No, but if you go look at some of his Twitter stuff, he's pretty damn funny, man. He's uh, that's how he won me over. So, you know, he I might don't. get old on me quick, but right now I like him. If if your your I mean, if your argument is he sucks less than Joey Ryan, you're right. That's correct. He does suck less than Joey Ryan, who unfortunately was fired from his job at Disneyland this week. Did you hear this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. That's why he was fresh on my mind because I just read. Yeah, this that's unfortunate. You, you like to see. I hate uh, that. You like to see a true sex predator keep at a theme park with a lot of children around as much as possible. You want to see him in that spot around as many children as possible, uh, as long as they can have the job. But unfortunately, once again, the cancel culture just wills out and doggone it. He's not going to be there at Disneyland's <laughs> Disneyland's pedophile adventures or what, what, I, I don't, what was it he was <laughs> pedophile land i love not, that place not sure what he was looking at there i'm not really sure pedophile mountain I, <laughs> i'm not sure oldest ride in the park longest line uh, <laughs> i gotta say i don't miss joey ryan i don't miss joey ryan from pro wrestling I don't. No. I don't miss his contributions or anything like that. No, I don't. What either. he brought but to the know, party. Yeah. Well, you know, I will say, isn't this partly Disney's fault for not doing a little background check on this motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to look up. Yeah, I gotta say, maybe. Yeah, maybe Disney's letting me down with those background checks. Well, uh, this is a. I mean, if he was some dude that nobody knew anything about some faceless nameless guy then okay he might could have hidden something but come on man that's they, right they, in your face shit like excalibur was stepping on jim ross's shit left and right when ruby riot came down jim couldn't even get the ruby don't take your love to town line out of his mouth before excalibur just crushed him he just stepped all over that motherfucker ruby don't take your love to me he's like he, he couldn't oh, he did God. he did he got he, he said that and then fucking the mask dipshit uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the mask dipshit <laughs> oh, it's gonna hurt me to laugh today man oh. what happened to the mask dipshit oh my <laughs> let's see if I can I'm gonna see if I can do Jerry Michael Capetta he is the mass dipshit. <laughs> oh my god! He's the, and and am I right in saying Jr. didn't come out until the second hour of fucking dynamite? He didn't yes, come out until the first hour. What? Jesus Christ! Could you steal money? Could Tony Khan? Could you just take more money and just throw it at people for no fucking reason? You know, Jr. You're working way too hard. Two hours a week is way too much. Let's do an hour. Let's do an hour for you. 
Maybe you can handle 60 fucking minutes, eh, minus the commercials. Eh, 37. 37. Does that sound okay? You got it, man. I can't wait. Get on JR. Working class. Making the same. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, you did read the the reason supposedly behind this, right? JR was drunk and needed to sober up for an hour? No. Well, oh. I, well, I, I, that could, well, I don't Allegedly. know. Allegedly. Anyway, uh, no, the, the the reason that I read whether it's true or not is that they want to make Jr. seem more special now, like it's more of a like you know he's coming out for the the big shit kind of stuff. Here's, here's how you make uh, Excalibur special: fire him. If he's not there at all, he seems so special. Dude, I'm gonna it's, tell you right now that is so far from happening. That is not <laughs> happening. How could I know? It's like he no, he's more entrenched in that promotion than he's ever been. There's no question. I'm not. Oh, I'm not yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I don't. I understand that. I don't understand why. Well, I don't understand how you thing. how you look at the product and maybe you talk with your partners on the network and they go, that's the guy you have to have. That's we have to have that guy announcing or this program. How did they get him? Is he is he a friend of the Bucks and all? Is that what it is? Oh, he's, I don't one, even of those, know. he's one of those PWG guys. He was a PWG guy. Oh, was okay. Yeah. Probably knew that and just forgot. And they then he they got you know a couple of years ago they had the thing where he said the N word on a promo and he he was it took him off the air for like a month or something, and then they brought him right back and he's fine he wasn't canceled at all so what a piece of well, crap piece okay, of garbage. Yeah, <laughs> there's so you know and, and there's so many people out there that could do that job, and they're gonna stick with this dude. That, yeah, well, I would, I, now that you bring this up. I would start with the fat guy from Oklahoma and just let him do it. Like the guy you're paying a shit ton of cash to. Why don't you let that guy uh, do it? And, and hello, Shivani. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> want to do it, but the, there's yeah, two the fat, right there. The fat guy from Atlanta, Atlanta, the guy with the beard. You got you got two of them right there. I mean, it's not like you have to. God. I know, man. That's you we, just opening up old wounds here. Um, but no, I, I, I enjoyed blood and guts mostly. Um, Except for Excalibur. <laughs> but Ruby, I was laughing at all of that. But just the fact that you mentioned that about the, I laugh because I laughed my ass off when JR said that shit. And Ruby, I I take your so love. I, okay, just, just I didn't even on me. pick up on him walking over him. I, I was laughing at JR. <laughs> Fuck. JR going first edition on us. Um, I can't think of any. Uh, the Jade Cargo match was okay. Some of the stuff was, you know, again, the main event was like the main thing. It was like that, which I yeah. guess is, goes without saying. Um, no, when you said the blood, how did I enjoy the blood and guts? I was actually referring to the match. The match itself. Not the whole, yeah. yeah, not dynamite. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, they finally got, they finally got Christian over by going heel. They finally did that. That was smart. It was, it was. I told you, man. I told now, you. Did I not say this a long time ago? Well, when they were mean, making Jungle Boy pushing him for that half a second against Omega, and then he just just. I'm like, they they rushed that shit. They should have, you know. And I went through the whole thing about virtually what is going on right now, and I it just I don't know, man. I can actually say I nailed that. I will say I nailed that. Well, but you couldn't have foreseen that he would cut like the best promo of his whole career. I mean, that was well, a tremendous no. promo. That was really good. He still got it, man. He still yeah. got it on the mic. And then, sure. Now, now there's some controversy about him like bringing <laughs> Jungle Boy's dead, dead people into it. Yeah, <laughs> that one kind of bothered me. Yeah, but 
I guess you know, but I thought about it, and here's my, here's my thinking on it. Is, is, okay. Uh, as horrid as it is, I guess you, you can't really get too mad about it because you know Jungle Boy and, and his family were okay with it, or they wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't Listen, have done it. I feel way better about this than I do about like the whole thing with Charlotte Fra- Flair's dead brother being brought into it. I mean, this seems like way better oh, than that, right? Way better. Yeah, this seems like much. This seems like much more well thought out. I'm okay with it. We'll get the heat. I mean, I'm sure it was cleared with with the. Jack and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm you know, uh, it, it was it was shocking and stunning, but it wasn't like ah, it wasn't that white heat. I don't think. Right, right, right. It was a I can't believe it was a Max Caster reaction is Max what it Caster. was. Uh, let's go over Money in the Bank from World Wrestling Entertainment from the MGM uh, Arena, T-Mobile, or whatever the fuck that thing was. And I lost uh, hey, yeah, man. Out. Speaking of that, why are you looking that up? How, how, what are your feelings on the acclaim these days? Speaking of Max Caster, I, I mean, I like him. I think it's over. I think the rapping thing's good. I think they've got the uh, PG thirteen vibe. Um, yeah, and they do a good job, and the and, and the guys can work, and they do what they're supposed to do is to be chicken shit heels, and they get the shit beat out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what they do, and I think that's I can't really I can't really shit on that. I think it's you know it's over. The act is yeah, over. It's like, sure. and we'll talk about this in just a second. We can go ahead and, and kind of talk about it now. One of the, probably the most over guy on Money in the Bank was fucking Bobby Lashley. He got a huge reaction. crazy? I, I, I crazy? couldn't, I, I'm not sure if I could articulate why. I don't know what the big deal is. I don't think he's a great promo. Obviously, fantastic body. His work is okay. But shit, if he's going to be that way. If they're gonna, if if the fans are gonna give him that kind of reaction, then damn it, go with it. You know what? Who am I to say otherwise? I, I agree, man. I, I mean, yeah, he's he can be a little. When I say stiff, I won't say stiff. I, I mean stiff in the way of just kind of blah, just kind of there. You know, not 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 a whole lot of oomph there to him to his character. But yeah, man. But I, I told you, I said it before. The, the time I saw him stop and sign that kid's, you know, or take a picture with that kid in the lobby after he had just spent four hours or so charging people $40 to get his picture, you know, that sold me on Bobby Lashley right there. So I'm glad he's getting the reaction. He is. It was a, it was a big deal of all the, of all the things last night. And, um, but it is odd. Other, it is odd. The other thing that I'm, I'm going to talk about, and I just heard Meltzer and, and Alvarez talking about this is they are completely. Paul's going to be, a baby face and the fans fucking hate him. <laughs> hey, uh, you, they want who to be a, you, uh, you cut out. I couldn't hear who you said. Oh, Logan Paul. They're a new signing. Oh Logan my God. Paul. Yes. <laughs> and Dave points out like he's a Cleveland guy and he gets booed in his hometown. People put Cleveland over in Cleveland. Even like people like machine and Kelly usually get huge props, right? This guy yeah. gets booed mercilessly and, Dave explained it like this. He's a star, and when they bring the stars in, the stars get to kind of call the shots. And what Logan Paul has told them is, I want to be a babyface. They're like, okay, fine. Uh, but it ain't best for business. It ain't working out, and you're going to get booed, and you might as well just be a heel because that's where we're going to have to put you anyway. But okay, we'll just go through the whole motion of pretending that you're going to be a babyface, and it just ain't going to work. God, man. Um, 
you know, I, I was kind of down on Pat McAfee when he first signed on to do this because I'm like, here we go, and just talking about what basically you just said. Here comes another yep. person that just wants to be involved with WWE, has no experience, blah, 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 you know. But goddamn, Pat McAfee, he's made he I'm turned into a fan of his. I really have. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun on this or what, but I think he's I think he's doing an all right job. I I didn't want to I'm glad I think having him as an announcer helped helped it for me. He didn't like immediately like jump into the ring and stay in the ring and try to be a Miz kind of thing, you know, an old Miz 2.0 for 2021 or whatever it was he came. He, he got you know, he won me over on the on the on the announcing table. So I, I, I'm okay with him now. You know, it was, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm never a, a fan of these people like that coming into wrestling, but Logan Paul, man, that's just, I'm, it's going to take a shit ton of something to get me to be a fan of that sucker suckers, man. No, I just don't it. see any, just yeah, I just don't see any there, um, there at all. Unless he turns heel, he could be, he could, I think he'd be a really good heel, but he's not going to figure that out for a while. So we're going to have to see him go through the motions of all this shit. Did you yeah. see who was, you saw who was sitting next to Pat McAfee at the UFC show last night? Uh, it was, uh, McMahon's right. And triple H to, to his right. The McMahon family to his left, Nick, the Dick Khan. I did not see Nick. Yeah. Nick, the Dick Khan. They didn't show that, but that was right next to Pat McAfee at the UFC okay. show. I guess I should be shocked. I guess not. Uh, is it just me? Or are they making way, way, way too much out of showing Vince McMahon and making public appearances these days? No, it's not just you. <laughs> hey, it's me. Here I am. I ain't going to say shit, but here's John Cena. <laughs> we love John Cena so much. We made him have his 20th anniversary party in this shit town, Laredo, Texas. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's that's not a lie. Remember me. I'm just coming out here to tell you all. I'm not guilty. Why does he just come out and say that shit? I'm only here to make an appearance to tell you. I give you this wrestling. Love me. Defend me. You know, your legacy is really starting to crack at the foundation a little bit there, Vince. Just wanted yeah. you to know. I was just letting you be aware of that. My balls. That's why I use Gold Bond. Gold Bond, and welcome to No Chance in Hell with Vince McMahon <laughs> on Ad Free Shows. Where's that fat ass? Ask me some questions. Ask me a question. Come on, Mr. Boy, son-in-law. Ask me something. <laughs> oh, jeez. Where's this goddamn hurt, Casio man. kid guy? I keep hearing about Casio kid in my ass. <laughs> Casio kid. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's selling the fact that he's really trying to tell you all, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, the, 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 I think they're, I, I do, I will say this. I, I think they're starting the boat up right now, getting ready to jump that shark. If, you know, just keeping on doing this every fucking week. It's, 
It's ridiculous. It's like when a woman says fine 147 times in a row. She's not fine. <laughs> yes. She's not. I'm fine. I'm Here I am. Fine. Welcoming you in, I'm welcoming you in again to another shit town. John Cena! Really? Well, here's what we did, John, is we uh, did the math on this. It's going to be your 20th anniversary. And, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be Madison Square Garden or... It's not going to be the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Can we do it's it in Boston? Can we do it in Boston, it. boss? I'm afraid we can't do it in uh, Boston. That's my hometown. Got a, got a great town lined up for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be one of the great Texas markets. What, what do you got? Dallas? For is it Dallas, boss? Like, no, uh, no, not, not exactly Dallas. Ah, oh, Houston. Houston. Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, a little bit west of Houston. Uh... I was gonna say San Antonio. Uh, not, 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 not close to. Not really San Antonio. Uh, um, El Paso. Uh, you're, you're warm. Uh, Amarillo. Uh, Is it Amarillo? No. Uh, Waco. No, no. Like Lubbock. No, no, not Lubbock. Texarkana. Oh uh, no, we got Laredo. We got Laredo. Is what we got. Uh, ah, yeah. Here's the uh, here's the deal with that. I'm going to pay a shit ton of money, and they do have a Whataburger. Whataburger! No Chance in Hell brought to you by Whataburger on Ad Free Shows. <laughs> Come on, fat boy. Do one of those Geico commercials. You're sad of my bitch. Gold Bond and Whataburger. 15 minutes can get you 15 inches of the genetic jackass. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good it was a good thing it was the 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 raw with john cena was fun it was a fun thing yeah uh i've I've become a john cena fan over the years i guess just you know the less i see him the more i like him kind of thing because he was so down our throats for so long it was it's either persistence or it's stockholm syndrome i'm not sure but yeah i do it's like once he does go away, it's like, oh, I kind of miss that guy. I kind of do. I do miss that guy. But um, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Appearing, I, I, I just him appearing like he did the other night every six months. A year, you know, that's cool. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, money in the bank from Las Vegas, Nevada. The women's money in the bank opens. Tough night for Shotzi. Not a great night for the yeah. Shotzi. Woo, I yeah. saw. Did you see the yeah. when it really when it actually happened? I thought it looked legit when I saw it. I, I wasn't surprised when they said that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't wasn't a good one. Uh, a lot of people did think that Becky was going to win. Um, I thought I thought Raquel had a pretty good one. Had a pretty good match as well. She um, took a couple good looking bumps, man. Sexy Lexi also looked pretty good in that match. But your winner is Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan winning the Money in the Bank. Uh, they did a fun thing afterwards, where she cuts a promo backstage. She goes, "You know, I got a year. I got to think about this. Got to really uh, ponder and look and think." I've got to really choose my spot. Get back to that. Bobby Lashley defeats Theory. All now, right. let me ask you. Did you yeah. think there was something weird about that? Just the fact that Bobby Lashley won that match? Well, we talked about the reaction he got. Well, that. But I mean, okay. Just the fact. Oh, all right. Well, just it was something weird about the fact that Bobby Lashley beat him for that belt. I thought it was weird. I, thought, I said, man. 
the, I they're building theory up. Now they're going to take this and give it to Lashley again. I mean, it just didn't make sense to me. You know, the the general attitude of the fans towards theory is weird. And I don't know what they've done with him. And I don't know what people are supposed to think about him. And I don't know where they positioned him. And I don't know. All of that's very odd right now. All that's kind of like strange, right? Because I don't, I don't really know what I think about Theory. I think he was a lot hotter when he was on NXT and when they brought him in than he is now. Um, and also, his very close association with Mr. McMahon is kind of a problem. Because that's what be a, bothers me, I think, more than anything. Honestly. There's going to be that lingering fart smell effect from that. So that's kind of, you know. So I think there's there's a lot of ambivalence toward. The WWE universe uh, toward theory right now. Yeah, do you think they're do you think they're trying to make him into like another Randy Orton kind of guy? You know, Some, somebody said he was a he's Sammy Guevara with selfies. That's basically <laughs> what the guy is, which is like I don't know that might be right, but it's not. I don't think that's what he wanted to be or what he was supposed to be or what he could no. be. You know, he was yeah. he was coming out of the Indies. He was super hot. He did very well at NXT. The way they brought him in, he was really hot, and now it looks like there's kind of a lot of. First of all, you strip him of Austin theory because, hey, I just remember Stone Cold Steve Austin. Scratch it. Scratch it. Just remember that one, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bianca, Bianca Belair and Carmella in probably the worst match of the night. I didn't. I turned it. I didn't even watch that match, to be honest. I know. Like, I just didn't want to see it. I had no. I like Bianca. I, did, I, I do. I do it. love. I, but they put her in an impossible spot. I don't think that's happening at all. I don't. You know. I don't think there's anything going on there. Um, uh, it, there wasn't. It was. It was bizarre. That was a weird one. And then follow it up with like a great tag team match. God. Who says against? That was awesome. So now they're they're teasing on SmackDown. A lot of people might have missed SmackDown. Because it was kind of a throwaway. It was 24 hours from Money in the Bank. But they're teasing like the Usos get on the mic when they face off against the Prophets. It goes, hey, man, there's rumors you two guys aren't getting along that well. And they start talking about Montez Ford's new physique, right? He's stronger. He's bigger and shit. And they're kind of sort of teasing some dissension between. And they're like, I heard Dave, I heard, heard Meltzer and Alvarez go, man, if they break that team up, if they are like kind of cruising to break those guys up, Dawkins is fucked. Dawkins, no doubt, man. Dawkins has nowhere, and it's not his fault. It's not like he's untalented. It's not that the guy is not cool, but they've just got nothing for him. He's about to get just Roger. Marty Janetti, line two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the, yeah, he's the black Marty Janetti. <laughs> and speaking of pedophiles, <laughs> Marty Janetti. Back to Disneyland we go. Yeah, see, see if you can grab that spot that Joey Ryan just left there. Buddy. Yeah. Might, I understand Disney's uh, fast and loose with his background checks, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> slip right by. No problem. So they tease that, and then the Usos win, but they've got a, an issue there because Montez got his shoulder up. So I, I'm assuming we're going to see a rematch at SummerSlam, which I don't have a problem with. I could see no. these guys work a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna again sing the praises of the Usos, who I'm a huge mark for anyway. I think when you make your list of the great tag teams in this company's history, I don't care if it's the British Bulldogs or uh, the Hart Foundation or the Hardys or the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, New Day, whoever you want to put in the pile. I think the Usos belong in that conversation. Mm-hmm. No, doubt. and I 
God. I'll even go. I'll even go one step further than that. When you talk about great matches, and I don't care if it's like B's and A's or four stars and five stars. When you talk about the number of great matches in the company's history, they stack up as well, if not better, than any of those other tag teams that, are, in terms of quantity and quality, than than those other tag teams that I named. And they've just progressively gotten better over the years, man. You can you can just go back and look at their timeline. It just I can almost see it, just picture it in my head when they first showed up, and they were pretty good. You know, they they had some moves, but just to 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 see where they are now compared to when they first came in, man, it's just. I'm not surprised, but it's just it's really astounding how gr- how great they've gotten, you know. I think I think years from now, I hope years from now they're going to recognize just how good those Usos and New Day matches were because they were just they they weren't capable of having a bad match. Some of them no. were just like you know five stars versus four and three quarters or whatever, but they were always very very good. They had a great rivalry. Yeah, uh, my current. Wet dream matches. I want to see Usos against FTR, sure. Usos against the Bucks, sure. Usos against the Briscoes would be amazing. Uh, Usos Usos against Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa would be off the chain. Lord. Usos against Jeff Cobb and Jacob Fatu would be just unbelievably great. Usos against fucking Usos against Rapongi Vice would be just outrageous. I mean. These are these are the dream matches that I I you know when I'm at night and I'm spanking it I'm like oh yeah <laughs> wow you think of a lot of guys it was it, this is a this is what Forbes writes in their uh, write up from this match this match was legitimately good enough to be tag team match of the year at the very least I, it was I'll it was better than it was better than any storyline deficient tag team match from the Forbidden Door. I mean, I, I don't go out of my way to shit on AEW. I go out of my way to actually kind of defend them. And I, I don't go out of my I, I go out of my way to find good stuff about the WWE because sometimes it's hard to find good stuff about WWE these days. Got that right, man. Hi, I'm Madcap Moss. Have we met? Hi, <laughs> I'm Ezekiel. Have we met? Uh, yeah. Which like, you know, that, that I, I I'm taking the bait on that AEW botches guy on Twitter. Because he's like pointing okay. out all the. Oh, have you seen the AEW botches? No, guy? I was going to say, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. So he's got all the botches that they make and how they look stupid. Oh, AEW sucks, man. And they only got only a million people this week as viewers. And they still had to get Claudio to get that. And it's like fucking Madcap Moss, Ezekiel. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Shit. 24 hour belt. Hello. If you like some, if you like some botches, and I'm not, I, I feel bad for Shotzi because I like her. I legitimately like her, but she botched about 50 things during that fucking ladder match. Man. Sorry. I mean, she looked as bad as uh who who's that new girl that they had who had the shitty match on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. I can't remember her name, but she was Oh like, yeah. yeah. And that, it was just, that was an embarrassing match, but fuck what what uh Shotzi did was was probably just as embarrassing on a premium live event. Yeah, opening know? match. Yeah, I'm taking that guy's bait, and then sometimes I'll just tweet back. I'll subtweet him or whatever. I know I shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Yeah, the title is on the line as Ronda Rousey defends against Natalia. Eh, they build up some pretty good heat in that little deal there. Uh, just, and Ronda Rousey you know, does. Ronda, yeah, I was, I was just gonna say Ronda Rousey has kind of gone the opposite of Pat McAfee for me. I used to love oh, her. Now I'm just oh, really just man. I don't have much for her now. I, I like Ronda. I, when she came Did back you? this time, yeah, she was fighting the idea of being uh, a heel. She didn't want to be booed, but then she mm-hmm. kind of ended up. She getting some babyface reactions. Uh, I kind of, I kind of leaned into it. Uh, the, okay. the one that, I, I the, 
the one that they can't seem to get over right now is Lacey Evans. They just can't, like, with a crowbar, get her over. And it's not – I don't even think it's necessarily her fault. I don't think she mm-hmm. has this tremendous personality. I just think they've been like, this is what you're going to be. This is what you're going to do. And she's okay. Good look. Good work. Okay, mic skills. But it's just – it's kind of manufactured, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a well, fabricated – you're getting a fabricated version like of a cookie cutter. Here's a generic right. woman right here. Go ahead and cheer her, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. And and, and I think those promos that she was doing – that she was uh, doing like right when she came back from being injured, a few a couple months, three months, whatever, however long ago it was, and she came off as a heel and because they were kind of heelish promos, and then they kind of eased her over into the babyface promos. And I don't think and, – and people, I think, remember her from before – and she was a heel, so I don't think people really know how to take her. Well, the, I don't people pre- people don't know where she stands. The previous gimmick was the Rosie the Riveter thing, which almost sort of, kind of a little got over, but not really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, rock and rowdy Ronda Rousey does beat Natalia, retains her championship. Wait a minute, here's Liv Morgan. Oh, oh. She's coming. What do you want to do with that? What's that briefcase? What is that? What do you want to do with that? Is that is there something in there? What's happening? Is Timmy in the well, Lassie? What? No, there's a there's a briefcase, and you want to do what with it? Oh, you have it, and you want to cash that? You want to do that now? That's what you want to do right now in front of all of these people here in Las Vegas. And Liv Morgan is your uh, new champion. Uh, every time they uh, Liv Morgan is your new champion. They rocket ship to her. And did that one? Looks- did that surprise you? Did it? Yeah. Was it a shocker for you? Yeah. Me well, first too, of all, any, anytime anytime they do something that I want them to do, surprise. <laughs> well. There you go. Good point. And it looks like what they're headed towards SummerSlam is going to be live against Ronda. That's okay. She well, legitimize it, you know? They would have I think a lot of people would have thought that Charlotte Flair would have been in the mix somehow for SummerSlam. And she Well, it's not ain't. too late. Well, it isn't. That would be a classic WWE super swerve in the next couple of weeks in order to just kind of fuck up Liv's world, bring Charlotte Flair back and take the title off of her and Yeah. Or and they're going to it's our next, ricochet. It's our next favorite thing, which is the three way dance. Yes, love Charlotte, it. Charlotte, Liv, and Ronda in Nashville. Women. It's going to be Nashville, Tennessee, Nissan Stadium, your home of SummerSlam, coming up in uh, four weeks. Four weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think uh, that's when? Um, do you think the the Street Profits and Usos, if, if they do do a rematch, that's when Street Profits will s- split up? They may do the angle there. They may try to tease it a little bit more over the next yeah. few weeks on TV. So stay tuned for all that. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how this whole shoulder thing plays out. And then if you do that at whatever the I mean whatever the next premium event is, then they could face each other. Montez yeah. could go against Dawkins in the next one, and then I don't see the two of them working a big time program after the split up. You know, no. I, I, I don't either. And I see Dawkins. This is so much like the rock and roll. I mean, the rockers, man. It's, 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 it just, God, it's just a, it's crazy how much it's like it. If only there was a barbershop window somewhere. If we could only, <laughs> again, it's not too late. <laughs> what was, what was the Bobby Heenan line? He was trying to get away from me. He was trying to crawl out the window. Did you see him dive out the window? <laughs> Cla- classic fucking Bobby Heenan. Oh my God, I Bobby Heenan. I miss him. 
Moments after a potential tease for Bray Wyatt, Adam Pierce really build up an eighth participant only for the reveal to be Theory. Theory, your eighth participant in the Money in the Bank. Well, see, that's why they cursed him right there, right? I I think that may be the old John Cena coming in at, or Rey Mysterio coming in at number 30 on the Royal Rumble list. Uh, the writer of this article, Alfred Kanu Kanuwa, says that almost was in the vaunted Raquel Rodriguez spot in this match. Uh, Riddle hit a massive RKO from atop the ladder. I feared this was done to give him a chance to shine because he was not winning. And gosh, you were right. And your winner, after some weird shit that happened at the end, too, it was kind of anticlimactic, is Theory. Theory yeah. is your is Mr. Money in the Bank and was announced as such and took pictures, had selfies of himself, smooching the, uh, the phone as he... Uh, He's got the briefcase. Yeah. Um, wow. I really thought I was convinced that uh, from what I was reading from just about anywhere, most places, uh, that they were set up for Seth Rollins to get it so he and Cody could feud. And well, Rollins cash it in on Roman and at, let's say, SummerSlam. And then him, when Cody comes back, he and Cody resume their shit. And Cody gets the belt and the whole dusty, you know. And it made sense, even though I didn't really want Seth to win. But if they're going to do it that way, I, I guess that that would that would, I would have been all right with that. But well, now that you bring theory up, thing, man. Well, now that you bring up SummerSlam, I kind of want I kind of want Lesnar to go over. I kind of want Theory maybe to cash in and lose, not not be able to to get it. And then I would kind of like to see how Paul Heyman tries to suck up and get back into good graces of Brock Lesnar. I kind of think that would be fairly entertaining. Oh yeah, that now that would be entertaining. I'm not going to deny that at all. That's now, the money I, right there. I could see that scenario, that whole scenario. That that that's very viable, man. You, you see, Lesnar Lesnar wins the title. Somehow the the Street Profits get their shit together. They take the championships off of the Usos, and then wow. the whole bloodline is in disarray. And then Paul Heyman tries to to jump off the sinking ship and go back to Team Team Lesnar. <laughs> See, and if Roman is going to like you know split for a while and and be gone, he could just you know I'm, he could just make up some great made up reason to leave you know storyline wise and yeah and, and Heyman go back to Le yeah man I love it let's do that. So obviously that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. After but then the, you know when Theory came out, didn't you know he was going to end up winning that shit? No, I mean, why else not. would he? I was hoping but, against all hope. I was really. Well, I, was I was hoping. Going, yeah, but I, I was. I was Phil Collins see, against all me. odds. I was doing. I was doing against all odds on that one. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Against All Odds? Yes. Do you I remember what the talking about the beautiful the, the way that Taylor Hackford directed that film at the very end, and that's when the song comes on, and they just show Rachel Ward crying as the credits are rolling while that song's playing. It's brilliant. The camera's on her for like three minutes as she stares at Jeff Bridges and just cries because they can't be together. I thought it was fucking great. Uh, it, uh, it was, yes. The movie's I, the movie itself is like a B or a B plus, but goddamn Taylor Hackford, the way he puts the bow on that thing at the very end of that thing is amazing. That helped. That, yeah. that, that helped sell it for me for sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, Rachel Ward I was just God, Oof. lovely. Uh, also, we all remember her from the Thornbirds, hot as hot as hell in the Thornbirds. Oh, goodness, she made a priest to uh, give up his frock or whatever. I don't know. Well, you know, can you blame him? I <laughs> can't really. Not so much. Was that the great Richard Chamberlain, the king yes, of the miniseries? Was. was that him? Yes, that's him. Big Rich, Big there Dick Chamberlain. Was. 
It was the pre-Shogun. I think Shogun was there. Shogun. Yeah, nice. that was another one. Uh, here's what they have to say about McMahon's issues as we update. This really hasn't been much else in there except that they settled the lawsuit with Oliver Luck. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was... <laughs> <laughs> at some point the legal team just had to like shake him and slap him a little bit it's like what the, that's gonna be like uh like nicholas cage getting slapped by Cher and moonstruck Step <laughs> out of it um mcmahon's issues in the wall street journal article alleged him having paid off women he and john laurinaitis had affairs with he stepped down as CEO and chairman of the board until the end of the company investigation of both women's conduct. His stepping down as CEO and chairman of the board led to national news coverage. A story this this story did not. A large part was that Chatterton, this is the the lady referee from the early '90s, late '80s, who was alleging that that been sexually assaulted her. Okay, we've had a little bit of movement in that story. Um, there's another guy that worked with the company. I can't remember who it is who now says that she told him the same story. So again, it's somewhat circumstantial, but her story has been consistent, you know, nigh on these 30 years later. So make of it what you will. I I personally, and I think you probably agree, wouldn't be surprised if that happened. If what she is, if what she is alleging happened, happened. Um, It's hard not to, but I don't know. So. Uh, Dave writes, the key to any lawsuits being filed regarding the revelations would be the stock price, and the company got good news this week. One of the original stories saw the stock take a hit to where it cost nearly $600 million in stock valuation at the time the stock had been climbing. This week's story had no effect. No, the story's not going to have as much effect uh, as just the shitty performance of stocks in general right now. Uh, right. Those of you that have 401ks and 457s and those of you who are invested in the stock market may have noticed it ain't so good. It's one of those things. I'll just remind everybody, the average time for a bull market to come back is 21 months. The one that we had in 2020 came back in about a year, and we were up 27% in the S&P 500 in 2021. Under that terrible, awful, feckless president, Joe Biden, who has no idea what he's doing, the S&P 500 was up 27% in fucking 2021. So eat me, Jeff Bezos. Oh, God, yes. The stock increased this week to $62.49 per share, giving the company $4.6 billion valuation. It's still down more than $350 million in valuation from when the Wall Street Journal story broke. Here's uh, here, here's what the deal. If Vince McMahon has to go bye-bye, and if it is deemed that he is no longer going to be the guy, and Wall Street has bought into the idea that this is the magic man. You got to have this guy on board in order for this company to perform at the levels that it has. Then yeah, the company will take a hit. I would say to you, and I would assert to you that it's more important for, um, for them to have Nick Khan in that position than it is for. Yeah. I, I would say he's, he's the, if you're among real analysts on wall street, the guys, who were at Merrill and the guys who at Saks and the guys that really look into this shit. I think that anyone right now can make the valuation that Nick Khan is more important to that company than Vince McMahon is. And I, I, for a variety of reasons, um, 
mostly because when we talk about the renegotiation of the Fox contract, which is going to be coming up in the next year, year and a half, when you talk about the renegotiation of the Hulu stuff and the next day stuff, um, when you talk about the potential sale of that company, um, he knows all the movers and the shakers. He knows all the players. He can pick up the phone and he can do all of those things. You, you've seen the story. This is kind of tangential, but it also kind of relates. So bear with me on this. You saw the story this weekend about uh, SC and UCLA bolting the Pac-12, heading right. for the Big Ten. Big Ten's about to become the Big 20, and they're trying to get Notre Dame to leave and you know do all. They want Notre Dame in their conference very badly. Right. Uh, it'll. Th- that's all about. Obviously, that Los Angeles television market is vastly important and massive to the Big Ten. They've already got Chicago. So if they can go ahead and get Los Angeles, they can drive up their next rights deal into the billions and billions of dollars. The billions and billions! I didn't I didn't realize that CBS had lost the SEC. I didn't know that either, really. They've got one Where's more it? year. Where'd they go? Uh, SEC is oh. going completely with Disney. Okay. SEC, wow. they've got CBS has one more year this fall with SEC, and that's it. ESPN's got the whole thing. Fox has half of the Big, tw- Big Ten package, and then somebody's going to get the other half of it. Or they're going to split the other half of it because there's so many teams now. So that's going to yeah. blow up the valuation of the freaking, you know, Big 12. And then you got to think at some point, um, you know, the Pac-12 stuff, whoever got that stuff, I don't know who, like maybe ESPN or Fox got that. At some point, they're going to go back and go, hey, when we paid for this, we thought we would get, like, UCLA and USC in, in this, and, and we're not. Yeah. So can, can we – that price, can we come – we get a little bit back on that, maybe? Yeah, we we don't really want this Fresno State, San Diego State stuff. It's not – I mean, they're fine. They're good. Not exactly but, national brands. So there, and, and the rumor is that big, the Big Ten's not done. They might want to get, like, Stanford and Washington. They might want to grab a couple of those and maybe Cal. Yeah. How about, how about like – Rutgers playing UCLA in basketball. Oh, that'd be fun. Or, you know, I mean, it's just the fact they're traveling 3,000 miles to play them in a basketball game. Uh, the, conference. That's just the, the point of all of that is that the, the, the valuation for the sports is going up and what they've been able successfully in WWE so far is to portray themselves as one of those things that beats the DVR that people want to see in real time. And that's why, even though the company's valued at four, if you're going to sell it right now, it would be pretty justifiable for somebody to pay six or eight for it. That 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 would happen on the open market. Yeah. If if Comcast Universal said we're going to take the whole thing, or if it was Paramount, or if it was Fox, or whoever buys it, if they value the thing at six or eight, you could see the point of them them doing that. Yeah. Of course, and Nick Nick Khan is the king of all of that stuff. He knows all the currents, knows all the players, and that's why I say that he's more important than losing Vince McMahon. Now, I I, I think for those of us who are wrestling fans and people who have bought in the idea, this is the greatest promoter of all time, which I think is a little specious, but okay for the sake of argument. Vince McMahon, greatest. You can't deny the man's success. The man has done. Huge things to wrestling. He's made it into a massive, huge, multi-billion dollar thing. Uh, WrestleMania in and of itself is something that he established, and you, you can't take any of that away from him. But at the same time, here we are in 2022, and things are a little bit different, right? The Things are not what they were in 1986, 1987, 1992, 1997.
They're just not. Just all kinds of things aren't the same, including him. No. He's getting caught doing stuff that normally wouldn't have to worry about, right? Right. And just, you know, his his cognizance is just not as sharp. Uh, just from age. I mean, I'm sorry. And There's that sort a, of thing. And I'm sure his business savvy is kind of dipped a little bit just because of his age. And, he, you know, I'm not saying he's completely useless, but, you know, he's not the Vince McMahon of 25 years ago. Like, I, I mean, the, the communications team at the WWE has to be like tearing their, their hair out. Cause like, Oh, sure. In any other, in any other instance within your company, you'd be like, please, please don't go on TV every week. Please don't put your face on TV just to get cheered by a bunch of people. It's not going to be helpful for us. And they would be able to impart that to somebody and they would listen to them. Like uh, Daniel Snyder of the uh, Washington commanders, right? He's getting beat up pretty bad for a lot of bad shit that they've done. What they're able, like nobody in their communications, their PR people at the commanders have to go, Daniel, could you please not make so many public appearances? <laughs> like nobody's having to say that right now to him. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd think Nick Khan would have some something against all this and have a pretty big say so in it, but apparently he's okay with it. I, I, apparently, I don't. Again, I don't know how much. It feels to me like. I'm going to be over here running this and these guys are going to be over here doing this. And that's the, the team Bruce Pritchard and the Kevin Dunn's and those guys, they're going to be over here doing their thing. I'll be over here selling the rights for this for 70, hundred trillion billion dollars. That's what I'll be doing. And we'll let the little boys play over and they will play pen. But uh, yeah. the, the talent isn't super happy with Bruce Pritchard being in charge of talent relations. Can you blame them? <laughs> They're not, most of them are dumb. It's like, hey, motherfucker, you wanted to come back to this? You wanted to be Vince's butt boy? Here you uh, go. Here's another job yeah. for you. Yeah, take that. I'm going to go ahead and take another poop on the floor. You just clean this up, Bruce. <laughs> That'll be fine. Sure, boss. So that's, that's, I mean, that as far as Wall Street and the impact on that, I think Vince, if he had to leave the company and not have a role with the company or whatever, because he still has 80% of the voting rights and all that shit. Uh, if he was expelled from the company and sent to the hinterlands to parts unknown, I don't parts see unknown. it. As, I don't see it as being such a huge, massive hit to the stock price or anything like that. It's still going to be. They're still going to command a huge amount of money for this Hulu rething. You know, I I don't know if they're going to go with Hulu. You may end up having the next day Raw replays and the next day SmackDown replays. Uh, well, at least the next day, Raw replays are probably might end up being on Peacock. That may be yeah. something that happens in this next renegotiation, um, right? And they'll pay they'll pay dearly for it. They'll pay pay a lot of money for it. Oh, no doubt. Uh, so, I just I don't know, man. I, I just I, I just can't believe this is helping. Well, but you can tell by the reaction that he's getting by most of these places, especially that first reaction when he first came out, like the day after everything happened, kind of, or the two days after it happened, came out on Raw that night. People were going nuts. Like, yeah. you know, there, it was there like is, Stone Cold came out. Well, there is a segment of this fan populace that's like, this is the guy that gives us our wrestling, so don't fuck with him. Yeah. And they've been able over years to... to like fashion that narrative. I wish I don't want the government to come after my hero because they came after my hero and put him on trial. I don't want that to happen because he gives me my wrestling. Yeah. 
I would like to think that, that wrestling fans are a little more nuanced than that, but I get slapped back on that every day. Every single day I get pushed back on that. I'm sorry, man. I, I commend <laughs> you for trying. <laughs> Any other closing comments on another award-winning episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? I do have a comment. We don't have to talk about it right now, but I do want to talk about it next time because it, we got to. And that's Max Dupree. <laughs> yeah, that's a shitty. And that's another you one. You don't hey. like that? Masse, Monsoir. Come that on, thing, man. That, that thing went over like a fart in church. That thing didn't go over at all. Oh, he, they dropped a massive load on that one. Forget it. I think I like it. I like it. They probably, they're, right. probably gonna, they're, they're probably going to. They're probably going to. If he can get this shit over, this will be the greatest accomplishment of Eli Drake's career, bar none. If he can get this bullshit over. I'll say that he's the man, but I I don't see it right now. Well, are you are you basing it on who those two guys are, or are you basing it on just the whole thing in general, the whole gimmick? I don't I think the whole thing is shit. Okay, I don't think okay. anybody's buying it. And I don't think it's going to work. But that's just me. I love him as a performer. You know, I love him as a performer. Oh yeah, I know, I know. They've hand, they've I've handed him a, they've handed him a pile of shit. <laughs> But uh, I tell you, I think if anybody can do it, I think he can do it. But yeah, it, you're, you're, you're probably right. It, it probably will end up being a big stinker. But I thought it, it – I didn't know what to expect from it or whatever, but I thought it was pretty good. And I think they can actually make it really good if they want to, if they try. Mansoir. 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 Marseille. That shit alone cracks me up, man. Uh, um. I'm just going to go ahead and mention our Amazon store first because Prime Days are coming up July 12th, 13th, and you can shop at our Amazon store, which is kdvic.com. Very easy to get the best prices of the year, July 12th and 13th during Prime Days at our website, which is kdvic.com. You can follow Bryant on Twitter and Instagram, Bryce Sports, Bear Y Sports. He's on TikTok, Stanley Jackson 23. Uh, the show is on Twitter at kdvicalive. I am on Twitter at Britt Whitmire and um, – I'm on Instagram, beat up for reels, BDUB number four, R E E L Z. And until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.